Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 5th of July, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, well, it's been a busy one, hasn't it? Researchers have bypassed Microsoft's emergency patch for the print nightmare vulnerability to achieve remote code execution and local privilege escalation with the official fix installed. Earlier in the week, Microsoft released an out-of-band security update which was supposed to fix the print nightmare vulnerability, which researchers disclosed by accident last month. After the update was released... Security researchers quickly determined that Microsoft only fixed the remote code execution component of the vulnerability. However, malware and threat actors could still use the local privilege escalation component to gain system privileges on vulnerable systems only if the point-and-print policy was still enabled. As more researchers began modifying their exploits and testing the patch, it was then determined that exploits could bypass the entire patch to achieve both local privilege escalation and remote code execution once again. According to Mimikatz creator Benjamin Delphi, the patch could be bypassed to achieve remote code execution when the point-and-print policy is enabled. To bypass the print nightmare patch and achieve remote code execution and local privilege escalation, the aforementioned point-and-print restrictions must be enabled, and the when installing drivers for a new connection setting configured as do not show warning on elevation prompt. Researchers are still advising admins and users to disable the print spooler service to protect their Windows servers and workstations until a working patch is released. To quote one such advisory, we're still advising our clients to disable the print spooler wherever it is not required until a fix arrives which addresses this issue appropriately. Zero Patch has also released a free micro patch for Print Nightmare, which has so far been able to block attempts at exploiting the vulnerability. However, they are warning against installing Microsoft's July 6th patch, as it not only does not protect against the vulnerability itself, but modifies the local SPL DLL file, so the Zero Patch fix no longer works. Good job, Microsoft. The big story for this week, of course, a massive Revolt ransomware attack affecting multiple managed service providers and over a thousand of their customers through the reported Kaseya supply chain attack. The Revolt ransomware gang, also known as Sedino Kibi, targeted MSPs with thousands of customers through what appears to be a Kaseya VSA supply chain attack, with at least eight known large MSPs being hit as part of the attack. Kaseya is a cloud-based MSP platform which allows providers to perform patch management and client monitoring for their customers. Kaseya issued a security advisory on their help desk site warning all VSA customers to immediately shut down their VSA server to prevent the attack spread while they were investigating. To quote that advisory, we are experiencing a potential attack against the VSA that has been limited to a small number of on-premise customers we are in the process of investigating the root cause of the incident with an abundance of caution, but we recommend that you immediately shut down your VSA server until you receive further notice from us. It is critical you do this immediately because one of the first things the attacker does is shut off administrative access to the VSA. Kaseya have since been working with other security firms to investigate the incident. Most large-scale ransomware attacks are conducted late at night or over the weekend where there are less staff to monitor the network. This attack happened midday on a Friday, and likely the threat actors planned a time to coincide with the July the 4th weekend in the USA, where it is common for staff to have a shorter workday before the holidays. According to initial analysis, Kaseya VSA will drop an agent.crt file into the C Kworking folder, 
which is being distributed as an update called Kaseya VSA Agent Hotfix. A PowerShell command is then launched, which first disables various Microsoft Defender security features, such as real-time monitoring, controlled folder access, script scanning, and network protection. It will then decode the agent.crt file using the legitimate Windows certutil.exe command to extract an agent.exe file to the same folder, which is then launched to begin the encryption process. Some of the samples add politically charged Windows registry keys and configuration changes to infected computers. For example, adds the registry key Black Lives Matter to store configuration information from the attack. Another sample configures the device to launch Revil safe mode with a default password of DTrump forever. When conducting an attack against a business, ransomware gangs such as Revil typically research a victim by analysing stolen and public data for financial information, cybersecurity insurance policies and other such pertinent information. Using this, the number of encrypted devices and the amount of stolen data, the threat actors will come up with a highball ransom demand that they believe, after negotiations, the victim can afford to pay. However, with this attack on the Kaseya VSA servers, Revil targeted the managed service providers and not their customers. Due to this, the threat actors could not determine how much of a ransom they should demand from the encrypted MSP customers. As a solution, it seems the ransomware gang created a base ransom demand of 5 million US dollars for MSPs and a much smaller ransom of 44,999 US dollars for the MSPs customers who were encrypted. Turns out that this 44,000 number is irrelevant and in numerous negotiation chats shared online, the ransomware gang is not honoring these initial ransom demands. When encrypting a network, Revil can use multiple encrypted file extensions during the attack. The threat actor typically provides a decryptor that can decrypt all extensions on a network after a ransom is paid. For victims of the Kaseya ransomware incident, however, Revil is doing things differently and demanding between $40,000 and $45,000 per individual encrypted file extension found on a victim's network. For one victim who stated they had over a dozen encrypted file extensions, the ransomware gang demanded a $500,000 ransom to decrypt the entire network. There is, however, some good news in this. The Revil representatives have told victims that they only encrypted networks and nothing more. This means that Revil likely did not steal any of the victims' data, as they are known to use that as leverage in ransomware negotiations also known as the double extortion technique. This also indicates that the ransomware operation did not access the victim's networks before the attack. Instead, they likely remotely exploited the Kaseya VSA vulnerability to distribute the encryptor and execute it on the victim's devices completely autonomously. The zero-day vulnerability used to breach the on-premise Kaseya VSA servers was apparently in the process of being fixed, just as the Revil ransomware gang used it to perform the massive attack. The vulnerability had been previously disclosed to Kaseya by security researchers from the Dutch Institute for Vulnerability Disclosure, or DIVD, and Kaseya was validating the patch before they rolled it out to customers. However, in what can only be seen as a case of extremely bad timing, the Revil ransomware gang beat Kaseya to the punch and used the same zero day to conduct their attack against the managed service providers worldwide and their customers.
In a post on their leak site, the Revil threat actors say that they have locked more than a million individual systems and are willing to negotiate for a universal decryptor, starting from 70 million US dollars. This is the highest ransom demand to date, the previous record also belonging to Revil, asking 50 million dollars after attacking Taiwanese electronic and computer maker Acer. Based on ongoing conversations with Revil negotiators, the price of the universal decryptor now appears to have lowered to a still staggering 50 million US dollars. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast. Please don't hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.